With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Before the Dust Settles. I'm Justin Thomas, along with W. Axel Foley and Hex Dogma. I don't know if you guys saw the chat. Uh, Okay, good. You did. Um, We were trying something a little bit new there, and I didn't know if they were seeing it. I was giving them a countdown, so... Uh, luckily, these two gentlemen are are good people, and they don't do anything shady, uh, you know, on camera. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, a good episode. I, I've got questions, and hopefully, somebody's got some answers. Um, I'm going to start with our special guest host, W. Axel Foley from the Westworld Theorycast. How you doing, brother? I am doing well. Am I coming in clear? Yes, uh, a, little, a little crackly, but not not bad. Not bad. Oh, a little crackly. I'm sorry about that. Um, I this was a very down episode for me. I mean, I love the episode. I appreciated it, but emotionally, wow, it was a gut punch, uh, especially on Father's Day to have Mib <laughs> kill his daughter. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was a little bit, uh, depressing, honestly. I mean, we learned a lot. There was some cool mythology things there, but, um, yeah, little, little depressing. Yeah. Um, the, the, the mythology was there. I, I wouldn't say we learned too much. Well, we'll get to that hacks, my brother. And I just got that awesome picture off Twitter that we're going to be screen sharing because that makes this a lot better. Uh, oh for my me. goodness. Right. Yeah. Right. So crazy. Uh, what's going on everybody. Hacks dogma. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought this was, I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I thought it was an emotional episode once again. And what's interesting is I don't see like, um, I don't see like a lot of people rushing to Twitter or, or Reddit and saying how emotional it was or how amazing of an episode it was in comparison to last week, everyone rushed and did that exact thing. But I feel like in this episode, I mean, like I teared up when, when his daughter died, I was like, Oh my God, he actually did it. Fifteen more times, uh, <laughs> but um, do you, are, are we assuming that she's for sure dead? I mean, I just, I don't want her to be a host, man. I just don't know why she would be. I just, I don't know. But he's not a host, seemingly, even though he did look very. And I'm, I'll run this. I'll get. I'll, I'll try to keep it organized. Uh, so you know, it, it, if I start to fail, take it over, hex. Uh, but um, I, 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 of course, was getting some screenshots and stuff like that when I was doing this. So you know, kind of the, uh, the, <laughs> the problem with doing. is does is she did they have any indication that she's for sure dead i mean okay so i i feel like there has to be more to her character 100 percent has to be more to her character uh she was there for a reason um sarah brings up something about the jewelry box and i'll have to go back examine but i i do remember recalling that something seemed off that the mother had the jewelry box and in fact didn't throw it away or she didn't throw it away maybe it was just as simple as the mother got it out of the trash or something like that but there is a little more to develop that could be developed. I just think 
overall, she's probably dead. I mean, if we're not assuming that William knows how to check a pulse, shit. <laughs> I mean, you know? Yeah, because I mean, I legitimately like missed like like I saw him shoot her and I was like, that's not good. But, you know, we've seen people get shot a lot. And, and usually it's like you gotta get shot like 80 times in the show or get our swallow like nitroglycerin and, and get shot to be dead. Um, so I, I am a little bit, you know, still on edge on that. But the one thing that I'm going to push this over to you, Axel, see, my issue was it and I'm very, very emotional if she is really, really dead. And, and that was. It's quite the twist, but my problem is is that okay, the motivation for him to to shoot her and, and believe that she was a host has been there, but I feel like they kind of already did that. There was no nothing I, I really except for the card, I guess, her knowing about the card. I didn't see enough uh motivation that was added to these character storylines for him to make that bold of a move and and i feel the same way about teddy i feel like these situations have been happening and then they thrust uh these big actions upon us when they weren't really warranted in my opinion uh excellent anything on that do you do you think this was you know kind of heavy-handed or was it something that is natural there i'm just you know looking too much into it i just felt like it was weird it's like what changed so much between the teddy situation and the emily situation ironically where we have two deaths that really the circumstances haven't changed that much yeah i mean i can see your point i guess for me it worked um i felt like there was enough kind of sideward glances um development of the teddy part as far as for MIB, this is a consistent theme with him thinking everything is Ford now. And also, as his daughter was saying to him, he has an extreme need for control. And he's feeling out of control. He's also shot like eight times. And I think he's a little bit losing it. And for me, I actually felt, well, it's about time that this show shows how like you know, as besides maybe Logan, how people, this whole situation can drive a person mad. And I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of evidence there for MIB losing it there. And now, of course, we're left with the thought that are we going to have to factor in that he's a host too? That, that I think is kind of the big cliffhanger of the episode. What did he find in his arm? Um, and whether or not that's playing into what's going on with him as well. Yeah, and I'm going to push this over to Hacks. Uh, well, let, let's go back to the to the beginning. Um, we, we do open up with um, the whole QA, which we all love them so much, and we see that they have. Uh, from and that's why I'm going to Hacks next because again, I was busy and he's better at talking about this tech stuff but it seems like they've somehow extracted these uh capabilities that may pass to a point and they've they've utilized them on clementine and and they've weaponized clementine um am i on the right track with that hex uh yeah i mean that's what i got from it (laughs) i don't know i don't know know if there's too much more to dissect it seems like she's legitimately just going to go through and matrix everybody turn them into zombie hosts and attack and kill everything in sight i don't know it's a little so different, she, though, may, if I may interject. You know? Oh, no, oh, sure, that's sure. what I was just about to yeah, ask. Yeah. I was like, is it the same? It seems like they're counting it so. as the same. I mean, it's, it's a difference between uh, a sentient 
uh, technology making choices and con- and exerting control and agency and a robot being sent to uh, Bluetooth viruses into surrounding hosts. You know, that's why it seemed a little off to me. It's like, they, couldn't have they come? They know about the mesh network. They use it because that's the that's how the hosts turn off and on, right? Isn't aren't we supposed to understand that? Like when Ford does the little finger, it's because one host near him sees it, and then they all pick it up and it waves out. You know, like they're a colony of ants. So that was a little weird to me. But I guess for a kind of jerry rigged quick way to use that same idea it makes sense but obviously as the seasons go on we could see a development of this yeah we do have a few questions and we're about to uh, get to them guys uh, if you want to take a look at them the first one is from tony tony i'll just answer this one really quick i don't believe that the mib is a host i'm just saying that the look on his face when he was being checked didn't look like the look of a not guilty person like if i didn't shoplift and they wanted to like pat me down at a store and and i sat there with this look that he had you know, they'd be like, and, and then they found nothing. They'd be like, why the hell were you freaking out? Uh, I mean, they're foreshadowing something is up. He looked very, I mean, he looked fucking petrified. Um, but yeah, to before we go to the questions, I do want to say, I agree, Axel. It, and doesn't it make sense? Like, it seems, well, it is the Delos QA. They were like, well, we might not even need Maeve. It's like, well, you have like somehow honed these powers that Maeve has, but wouldn't you want to keep the one around that was the one that was able to actually like achieve these powers out of nowhere? You know, like the the creator of of this system, uh, per se, you know, like the originator. I mean, like you just don't want to like weaponize Clementine and toss Maeve. But yep, it's Delos QA. Why am I why am I thinking they're going to do it? I mean, I don't think I don't think they're just like fucking making a holy hand grenade, chunking it in and hoping it it hits all the right targets. I mean, I think there's still like in the trailers to come. I believe that we still have a shot of of Clementine mounted like a, you know, like the front of a pirate ship, uh, followed by fleets of these, you know, off road buggies, um, like three or four of them, if I recall. So, I mean, what we see is that she now has the power to turn hosts on each other and from what we see, she's tracking down Maeve, and and I think it's just going to be as simple as that. She is now the weapon. Um, they've turned what was good inside of Maeve against them, like Dolores talked about, and now it's just something we have to deal with. Ooh, yeah, and that, and that works on so many levels because Clementine was was also what was good about Maeve to a point. You know what I mean? Uh, it, with her, the love and uh, the care that she gave to, to Clementine was a surrogate uh, daughter. You know, essentially to um babe so yeah uh okay so we got a few questions um we got a super chat from susan dunkel ten dollars thank you so much emily is in the trailer uh for next week it seems like bernard has been going through (laughs) simulations preparing uh for this end um our bias for not having mib or emily be a host has blinded us to the obvious I'll, so, I'll be the I'll be the first to admit I have one hundred percent have a confirmation bias to MIB <laughs> or Emily not being a host. With this episode, I think Emily could be a host. I know that sounds crazy and, and backwards to what uh, everything I just talked about previously, but the fact that we don't see the confirmation that she isn't a host on that little gadget when he scans it, and then I, I mean for for her for him to just spray down and and you know kill her. I don't know. I think it leaves the possibility open. I don't think it's going to be man in black as, as people in discord are, are talking about. Um, 
I mean, the, the scene when, when he reaches, you know, when he examines his arm, when he digs into his arm at the very end with a knife, it's kind of, it's kind of, he's not, he's searching to confirm, right? Because at some point it's a, it's a mind fuck it. You know, you live in a world in which hosts and humans could be, you know, indistinguishable from each other. And one of them is controlled by the strings of other people. And one of them has free will. So at the end of the day, you'll never be able to determine if you have free will. And that's that's what drives people to insanity. It's what movies are based around. It's what Ex Machina discusses. I mean, it's such a crazy, crazy theory uh, or concept that it legitimately leaves you into a, you know, into into the path of you know self harm and trying to decide if you are real by taking away your skin. You know, trying yeah. trying to see if you can live like through something. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get that. Uh, and I'm totally on board with it. My, my issue is, is that they, they showed his distrust of this situation right away. You know, he's like it, when they're riding horses, like three episodes ago, you know, like uh, the first time they, after they met and he brought all this up, he's like, it, it wasn't accepting it. Then they had the campfire scene, uh, which he did end up leaving her, but there, there was no, progression of like even signs of paranoia from him you know like it just kind of stayed the same attitude and then he made the move and he made the move when there was actually that device to to check uh right in front of him well because he's been he's been considering it his whole life i mean like ever since he started this thing and and he's had issues with with his wife and and you know it came to even her even her she asked are you real and then we have the scene Mm -hmm. with him looking on the bed and he's like Oh shit! You know, if I feel down here, am I going to see? You know, am I going to see that little hard line that goes into your body? Or no, I'm not going to see it because, at the end of the day, it's something that will harm me, and thus I can't see it because I've, I'm programmed not to see it. So, I, the motivation is there. I'm saying that it, it, I don't think it was shown as well as it could have been. This took me. This was from left field and not in a good way. I think I definitely get all those things you're saying. Are, that's absolutely correct. That would drive anybody mad. But there is no progression of his madness. It, it, there is no alluding to, you know, it getting worse and him thinking about it more and more. I mean, besides a few comments Whoa. here and there, really. Um, and essentially after the conversation they had where she was kind of just like being very, very cards on the table straight with him. It was suspicious that she said she wanted in on the project. I'll give you that. But I'm just saying I, I'm one of those people like I didn't issue with the, the sudden PTSD that he just got out of nowhere. And now that PTSD is gone again. You know what I mean? Uh, I, th- I think that there's little breadcrumbs that they should leave or stuff like that. Axel, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay, pal. Um, I was just saying that uh, uh, to me, I think that um, they I think they did do enough to to kind of to bring that up. And I think it also we have to consider that we're judging his actions in a completely insane environment, you know? So his mere acceptance of this world in the way that he does is insane. And his actions up to this point, he, he the, the line, like hack said, he's been working on this project. This is his project. You think about this day and night. I think you start to kind of lose the boundaries between reality, this world and that world, just like he says when he's sitting there on the bed, I don't belong to this world. I belong to another world. Well, you know, I hate to break it to you, buddy, but that is, they're both the world. There is no separation, right? 
So yeah. I think that that is kind of an insane uh, argument to begin with. You see the way he's bifurcated his mind and his emotions in such a way that he exists in that state. And as I've said before, and I'll say, I mean, you see that in everyday life. Look, look around us all, you know? Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I totally get that the situation would drive you mad, but I, I do kind of try to look at it as a cat. Like, I'm not at all a casual viewer. Obviously, I was in a terrible car. Oh, and for every, I made it a little better, uh, the whole cover. <laughs> um, but I was trying to get ready for the last stream, and I was patching myself up, and I couldn't move my mouth because all the cuts are right here. Oh. So it ended up being a bunch of Band-Aids put together. Uh, somebody in the uh, in deep geeks uh, chat put uh, if I fell into a pile of band-aids, which I will say I don't get that. That was good. That That's a good joke. So I'm not mad about it. But yeah, I did try to make it a little better. But yeah, I mean, like I, I am not a casual viewer is my point. Like I just was in a pretty bad car accident and I'm still doing my streams for this. But I, I do try to look at it from their point of view and think that a little bit more of breadcrumbs just that that's all. And I'll get done with my nitpick. I, I mean, for me to say that the situation doesn't, you know, definitely call for somebody to be driven insane yeah no 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 i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying that you know when you it seemed like he had already accepted it if you're looking at it in a very you know just casual way if you were just watching the show not you know breaking it down philosophically and you know looking at the psychology of it and and, and you're not familiar with ex machina and all you know everything else you know you would think probably that he just isn't going to kill her because he would have done it before and then he does it now when not much has changed, but it, it is what it is. Uh, we do have some more questions. Hex, uh, uh, Justin Thomas, Hex Dogma. Uh, yeah, sure. They, they mean you as well. Axel, do either of you think they're weeding people from Dolores and MIB's life because they want to bring them back together? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I guess you would be talking about who's we, I guess, Delos. Um, well, I, I know there's some shots in the upcoming trailers where we do see them together. And I am adamantly against any type of riding into the sunset together story. I think that that <laughs> has been, and I've seen some YouTubers that are just, Oh man, are they glued to that idea? Oh, yeah. And they think this is a, a love story between That's Dolores weird. and MIB and they, Hey, hell they get views. But I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't buy into that. I think that that narrative has been crushed, but hey, yeah. I've been wrong before. Uh, but yeah, but no, but there is, they are taking away their counterparts. I don't know if you could really call Emily the MIB's counterpart, but it is a valid point. Um, Teddy's actions were very odd to me as well, because again, seems like if he was going to do that, he was going to do that, but I'm not there. Maybe when I'm in that situation, I'll really know. I'll think, oh, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> is there any thoughts on that? I will go to you first, Hex, about the, are they weeding them apart? Are they, are they separating people from each other to bring certain people together? So from the beginning, ever since we l- learned that the, you know, his game was, um, you know, journey back to where you began or, or something like that. I have always stated that that means that William is going to reunite with Dolores and, and help Dolores in some kind of way. Um, it, it just makes sense. I mean, you know, going back to what he was, he was a host sympathizer. He did understand that Dolores was awake back then. And yeah, I mean, that's his, that, that's his, you know, pre, pre businessman facade in which he actually actually Can you mute real fast? I think I'm echoing. There we go. <laughs> um, it, that was his, his uh, pre, 
pre super businessman facade in which he, you know, kind of kept everything, um, you know, to himself. So going back to his roots, I mean, it, it makes sense to be a full, full circle story. Um, as for weeding people out, I 100% think that it's kind of weird. The number of, of people we saw in Dolores's band. I mean, I felt like it was like when they left the Mesa, it was much, much more than just the five hosts that they had fight the other, you know, uh, ghost nation tribe. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yes. And then all of a sudden it was just like, uh, Okay, where did where did everyone else go? Is this just you know progressive, or we don't need to worry about it, or are they off doing something else that that might be happening? Because Akichita wasn't there, right? So he sent his band, and he's probably escorting the humans to the door, something like that. And these people, he kind of said, "Hey, you need to go make sure Dolores doesn't get here. The Deathbringer doesn't get here." So maybe Dolores is also doing something like that with the rest of her troop because they're definitely. I mean, they definitely existed when they left, and now they're nowhere to be seen, only a handful that were escorting her. So I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's odd, too, because, okay, I think that there obviously no, uh, I mean, how much uh, Akichia, Akichita, uh, knows about um, the Valley Beyond is is definitely, I would say, we uh, with a fair amount of certainty that she knows more than uh, Akichita. But... It, it, you want to know what? I'm so sick of it. <laughs> Anthony, I'm just going to do my hot take right now. Anthony Hopkins literally called him a cheetah. It was mispronounced by four other cast members. We work. We we do. I don't make money off this. I make my videos. Want to know what? Uh, I try to do as much research as humanly freaking possible. It, it is not just with this name. It's not. It's, it, he was called Aka Cheetah, Aka Cheddar, Aka Aku, and then cheetah by by anthony hopkins his sole job was to say that guy's name see see what what gets me though like so there's a there's a behind the scenes for ghost nation that i watch every single time to remind myself how he says it how the actor says it um Mm. and whenever you say it and it's always wrong i then have that in my mind and have to go back and watch it like oh my god what was how do you say that word it's i don't know why it's such a hard thing to memorize key you should say a key it's like a key cheta a Kichetta. Yes. I get that, but that doesn't roll yes. off my tongue, and I'm trying to have a fluent, intelligent conversation. And there's people that go in the YouTube comment sections, and Chad on TV was just talking about this, about <laughs> how poisonous these people have become. They've actually made one of their great hosts not want to be on the show because people go in these videos, and, the, and no matter how good the video is, they'll be like, well, what, you don't know how to pronounce a name? Or you didn't look <laughs> at, behind the scenes? Or, but I, it, it, okay, in in a, you know, in this case, I, I'll give it to them a little bit, even though the actors didn't get it right. And that's their sole job. Maybe they should write Anthony Hopkins uh, a little comment and see if they get a thumbs up from yeah, him. But Anthony but, Hopkins can say anything, dude. No one, no one corrects him. Yeah, I know. But the thing <laughs> is, is that I constantly will get like just I feel like there's people that only go to YouTube comment sections for small nitpicks. Uh, there was about. They, somebody said they stopped watching our stream uh, momentarily, which I don't know what that means, uh, because of our lack of knowledge of geography. Hacks, did you see that comment? I didn't uh, know this is a fucking geography channel. I'm Sorry. Not worried, man. Yeah, like, but I'm just saying, okay, let me get past us. it. Yeah, but yeah, don't yeah. correct me about the pronunciation. Sorry. I'll just try to get the actual story right. Um, but, um, you know, just somebody else can make a grammar channel. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so... They want to go to the same place. They they're viewing it as two different things. 
Uh, but Dolores has to be privy to more information about this. So she sees it. it, it what I'm taking is, is she is going to, to take the information that's there and use it against them. They see it as a, a gateway out, and she's seen it as almost like a honeypot, per se. Uh, I'll go to you first on that, Axel. Uh, and anybody corrects my pronunciation, I'm not even fucking around. I'm going to go off. <laughs> you know, someone in the chat had a good idea, which is we could just call him Aki. That's what Shad on TV ended up yeah, doing. But hockey. that's what his lover calls him, so it's weird calling him. That's like calling somebody like, you know, hubby or like, I like daddy. That. I like that. I'm sorry, what like what was your direct question for me? My direct question uh, was, what do you think about the uh, discrepancy between where Ghost Nation thinks they're going and where Dolores thinks they're going, even though I believe it's the same, like, geographical just, uh, destination for yeah. you geography bus that wa- uh, watch this show but um, it they think that what's going to happen there is vastly different obviously I, I think it's an interpretation now within that conversation though was an idea to me that perhaps that they were talking about that the fact that it's like a cradle with all these people in it did, does Ghost Nation think that they'll go into that and live inside of it some way? That it's like almost a new virtual park where all these people, where the the copied consciousness of all of these guests are walking around, right? Like they're inside a park and they're just in a loop so they can be further tested and diagnosed, similar to Delos, but inside the cradle, as we've spoken of before, right? Um, yes. And, go, yeah. and Dolores thinks that she can either destroy it or use it against rich humans, uh, which is something I think down the road would be very interesting if it's Dolores that ends up trying to replace people in the world for her means. Um, but as far as what Ghost Nation seems to do with it, it does seem like they, I don't know, the, the idea I got, and maybe I'm not looking at it deep enough, is that they get, I, they think they're somehow going to like live inside of it and exist there and be safe there. Yeah, so this, is, th- th- this was really interesting. I think this was my favorite little, new, <clears throat> excuse me, little nuance of the episode. Something that really threw me off is that Akichita thought that he knew what the door was to another world to like, I mean, he recognizes the thing that's unknown to him, no matter what, if I looked at that, I wouldn't go, Oh yeah, that's obviously a door. Cause the other guy was talking about it. Um, in, in unrelated. So the idea that he could be wrong is also brought up in the scene with Ford, um, and, and him. So I really think that it's, it's wrong. I mean, I think they're going to. I think they're going to get there and think that that's the door to leave the park or to a new world. And realistically, the new world is not what they thought. It's just it's the it's the forge, you know. Which also also awesome name. Love the name the forge. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that they they think of it as this you know beautiful new peaceful land because. Um, Aki Cheetah um, has had good experiences with them. Dolores, not so much. Um, it's weird. The Native American is trusting the old white guy. Uh, the, the 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 young, um, you know, um, <clears throat> woman is is uh, not. So uh, it's kind of a, a switch on that old trope. But yeah, they seem <laughs> to be far more trusting. Uh, and and it's interesting because about what it is and what they're doing there. And Emily 
she gets into some pretty detailed information about how to like fix the problem. Like who knew she was a whiz kid uh, about like this whole situation about what they're doing. Uh, I mean, did we really get any more solid information about what they're doing there? I mean, I think, I think once we break it down, we'll be able to kind of decipher something in that. Um, I do think, and I want to talk about Carrie McDonald's question. Thank you, Carrie. You're the best. Um, Are they using the hats as to map brains? Um, And yeah, it's so funny when when they started talking about that, my wife is sitting next to me. And she's like, oh, my God, they're using the hats. And I went, oh, my God, you're right. And then sure enough, I, I was blown away. It's such a good concept. I'm so glad that they did that. You know, the idea of a white hat, black hat is, is it, it, especially in the hacker community is a, is a big deal. So the fact that this show talked about that at all, I was like, that's amazing. Right. You know, defining who you are by being a white hat or a black hat. Oh, and turn it around. It's also the data collection device. And and you put it on voluntarily, like this whole process that we, you know, make you do. It's all because of your voluntary action to put a hat on. It's In the so voluntary good. action to decide who you are when they're taking that from you. You know what I mean? They're like, you pick who you are. You're the one that, you know, only you're the only one that knows who you are until you put on our hat that tells you who you are, because it also tells us who you are. And then we might make some of you. Well, that, well that's, the thing. that's the thing, dude. Even if you make those choices, it's not like it's... Um, it's not like you can hide from it. It's it's basically the ultimate lie detector test, seeing into who you are, defining, even if you make a choice that you don't want to make and they register that you've made that choice, you know, the fact that they're monitoring every interaction in your brain means that they know who you are. I mean, they know that you're torn up about making that choice if you do make, make it or, you know, know that you were lying. That's that's the importance of like him, him describing that they, it sees through you. You know what I mean? But what about, I mean, they lose their hat too so they're not always wearing it uh yeah i mean wouldn't that be an issue i'm gonna pick it apart uh because that well i mean actually for all the shit we pick apart in here with like veins and necks and stuff which i'm not saying isn't valid but i'm saying maybe we that that can't be the only method maybe like uh the hosts hosts are the method too you know the hosts are with them recording them the host can pick up sensory information smells touch you know, heart rate, you know, all that kind of stuff. And perhaps who knows what the hosts do when people are sleeping, you know, or maybe all they have to do is put a hand near them and they can record, you know, stuff. So I think the hat thing to me, I liked it. I thought it was kind of clever and funny, but Justin, I have to admit, I had the same exact thought that you had, which is, I don't really like wearing a hat. They would probably give that to me and I just leave it on the on the counter, like the whole time, even if you're supposed to, you know. So I think that that's interesting. I thought it was a fun little thing, but it's, you know, we have to accept yeah. some of these things as we go along. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I totally agree, and I'm the same way. I would, I never wear hats. I, I, I have a big old head. I'd <laughs> immediately put it down, and they would never mat my head. Yes. <laughs> well, um, you've never seen me without one, so you know they'd get my ass. But yeah, and, but there's they, they backed it up with some. Uh, you know, um, like what? Th- yeah, that's why I had John Axel. I forgot you knew all about this show. Uh, no, yeah, no, but it's coming to the rescue there. Uh, yeah, that, that that's not their only means. You know, that's like uh, they're like, well, just hope they wear the hat the whole time. The silly cowboy hat. Uh, so during their three, like Logan during his nonstop sexual exapades. Ex- you know what I'm saying? Which is fantastic. <laughs> And, and I guess they could put it in the condoms. Well, you know that guy's not wearing condoms. Uh, as long as they wear hats during sex, we'll be able to map their, their <laughs> fines perfectly. I do. 
I do. Um, okay. So, so uh, what what does what does come from this episode that, that also confirms it's not the only data collecting device? I mean, I, I assume every single thing is is yes. calculated, is documented, is binaried and stored. So, what they what they do show us is the tablet that shows William's profile, and my mind was blown away because on this, you know, what looks like some crazy advanced SD card sci-fi profile thing um, is everything that William is and everything that's been documented. He is subject to, which leaves the question who is subject one. It shows his conditions is about paranoia and I forget the two others, but paranoia was the big one that stood out. And so, yeah, I mean, it shows that they categorize. It shows that they store the data and, you know, they use the clips of, of other hosts seeing their interactions because all the, all the interactions that you saw on the screen that, that Juliet was viewing, it was, you know, video feed. Yeah. So I'm like, how, how, how in the world are they getting that video feed? And then it goes back to like season one. There's a clip where, you know, Dolores is like going off the loop and they have like a, uh, like what looks like a drone shot. I was like, how in the world are they getting that? And that was actually one of the biggest supporters of, you know, the flies being part of Delos, um, mm. you know, surveillance. But I don't know. I mean, I think just some, some shots are creative yeah. necessary and, and some are, you know, just the hosts. Looking there is it. a really good video that you would probably actually like about how satellites can't do that either. Uh, so because people are explaining it away by satellites and uh, this guy that uh, he had a, he had a pretty good, uh, you know, uh, grasp on on the concept, and he he brought it up, and he was like, "And I'm just here to ruin the show." But yeah, uh, a lot of that does doesn't quite add up. But you know, how often are they watching the security, anyways? Once once a uh, episode. Oh, that's another thing. Did they put Stubbs back in the game? Is Stubbs off of the injured uh, the the uh, list? Is he off the bench? They said uh, have Stubbs gather a team. He's back in the game. Wait, when does that happen? It happens. Don't don't be a Stubbs denier. Yeah, they say uh, when, after uh, Clementine does her whole uh, you know murder stuff. Uh, oh, they, yes, uh, just have get, yeah, yeah. She he's like get Stubbs. Well, oh, because there's nobody left, right? Right. You know and I mean? they yeah because they uh, you see that now since it's in the since we're in the past there that Charlotte is back with them. So they so they must have went into the elevator away from Dolores and then met back up with more Delos people. Yeah. Um, so and I want to get into what, what happened with Bernard. Cause I took it as he deleted the data. Um, and then I, the one thing that I really want to get into after that is, is the relationship that we see with uh, William and, and um, Juliet, because I did find that very fascinating and it made a lot of sense to me um, about that situation, but we should stay kind of linear, even though it's Westworld and they don't. Um, so next up, we see uh, Bernard meet back up with Elsie and Ford. I don't know why Ford didn't kill her if she if he finds her to be such a burden. Um, every single time that like Elsie comes around, he's like, ditch her, ditch her. She's going to be an issue. She's going to be a bitch about it. Let her go to dental school. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. It's true. He's like, yeah, maybe he didn't want her, but he clearly got her out of the cave. I don't know. But anyway, so they go and um, Elsie continues to trust Bernard, which is classic dental student uh, move. Uh, and they go and it seems as though he has uh, kicked Ford out of the uh, out of the house. And uh, it, it looked to me like he was deleting the data, which would be the data they all want. No, no, I don't think so. I think it's um, excuse me. I think I think he was deleting the code relative to himself because he was hardline locally. 
that's what I took from it. Is that Axel? What's that? Like when, when we see Bernard deleting the data, he is he deleting, deleting the code of Ford. Yeah, he was deleting Ford. Yeah, that's that's how I yeah. took it. I don't think like it, it's interesting that they use the terminology that they did because at first I had the same question. I was like, um, why would they use the term package? Why would they, you know, I mean, the package being something that's so sought after and you know what we physically know is now in in Dolores's hands. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's just he's deleting Ford's code. Yeah, I think that was yeah. pretty because he looks into the, he he looks ahead or we see him looking ahead. He looks back, he sees Ford, he's looking ahead, we get a close-up of him, then we go back out, then when we go back to a wider shot and he looks back, Ford is gone after he hits the button. So it was visually, I think that was a direct representation of what he was doing. Yeah, I also don't think he's gone for good. I really don't think that's the last we see of Ford. I mean, otherwise, what a a weird ending. I mean, such a crazy ending for his character last season, and then, okay, we're bringing him back. And now we're just going to delete him casually and, and, and he doesn't say the, goodbye. No heartbreaking issues or anything. Yeah. And you see yeah. the way that all he has to, you know, he can be, he's a, he, he is similar to this virus now that uh, Clementine has, he can kind of jump into people, you know, and like in a way I know Maeve went in and found him, but if she found him and he's in her now, and she can get into everybody else, then he kind of jumped from like an untethered node to like a tethered node. And so I don't know, I'm not a computer person, but that's the way I describe it. So now he kind of has the ability to get into everyone actually getting into Maeve may be, that was his point, not just to help her, but it helps him. I think, I think with that, it kind of leaves the possibility that Ford can never die. I mean, in, in a sense that if, if he does now have the power to to traverse all hosts and be this omniscient god more so than he was last season, uh, it does leave the possibility open he will never die and we'll always have him in the show. And that's not a bad thing. I just don't see it happening. Um, he's part of the network now. You know, he's become. You know, it's like he's gone back to nature. It's well, yeah. possible. Yeah. It, it, but I mean, I, let's uh, just, I'm going to be the one to say it. It's, it's not that hard to get in the Mave if you got enough money. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, you're fired. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. She got into the woman at the brothel. No, obviously. Tell Stubbs to pick but, uh, up Justin. He, what's that? <laughs> I said, tell Stubbs to pick up Justin. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, you know my whole theory. It's going to be the best prostitution ring around and she's in charge. But um, I think that, that yeah, definitely he can just be jumping from host to host um, and, and it could go on forever. I don't see him going another season. And I want to get into, if we see Ed Harris getting to another season, he has not yet signed a contract. Um, And that is going to lead us to our next uh, topic, which is Ed Harris and Juliet. I really did like this because, okay. I kind of see it as he was suffering and she could kind of see it. And she knew he was somebody else. And he couldn't disclose it to her. And she felt, and I think she, she had a lot of dialogue that really kind of, you know, reinforced what I'm about to say is that, that she is just, every time he sees her, it just makes him remember that he's not at the park. You know what I mean? It's almost like she was just not happy because he became like, you know, this highly successful person and all this, but she, that's not what she liked about him. She liked just good old Billy that, um, would liked stories. Cause again, that's all we know about his expertise is he kind of likes stories and he's good at 
making science stuff. Um, but, you know, like she liked the person he was before. And now he changed when he went to that park. So no, no longer is he that person, but also no longer is she that person to him when they first met. And, and that can, you know, there's one thing you should always be happy with yourself, but um, with your spouse, if you feel your spouse just despises uh, you every time he sees you or, because of maybe his own shame for what he's done. It doesn't matter. I, I see that as very realistic. I think it was kind of a twist that it was more the daughter that, you know, was kind of a cold hard bitch um, about just constantly committing her to, you know, like these, whatever type of rehab it was. Um, but it made sense. But I, I also don't think that it was his ground. I think they set up this trailer. I was talking about this the other day, Axel, about how you were talking about trailer houses. Uh, trailer houses usually do make uh, the 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 um, you know previously on right, in the, the actual department. sneaks yeah. sneak peeks and in trailer houses. Like a good example of like if a movie was made by a trailer house is Suicide Squad. Um, they know how to hit certain beats that trailers need to hit, and and sometimes they keep it out of context. I do wonder, and I'm trying to uh, look into it, if Westworld would do that because you are giving that to the marketing department then and i think with how many layers there is the west world and how much they have to be careful about what they show and not show which we're about to show a pretty cool picture um you know from the upcoming scenes if they do delegate that out and if they do i would assume they, it had to be pretty heavily supervised by by nolan or joy well, you know what i mean i mean i don't know i you know when you work on these productions it's just a given man you know what i'm saying like you just – that's part of contracts you sign. So it's just – that's like saying um, – you know, that's like how anybody that works in the doctor's office could get into your records, but they, they're not supposed to because they could lose their job and it's illegal, right? It's against their – what they're supposed to do. So I don't I, – I think the marketing department is making these. Whether or not they kind of intercede um, is something that they might have to negotiate with HBO, uh, but you know, I mean, I mean, I've seen stuff on sets that I, you know, yeah, those are really good at setting it. expectations and also, you know, um, usually, um, leading people in the wrong direction, you know, deceiving yeah. people. And, and I felt like this last trailer did that exactly. I don't usually see that Westworld because again, you know, I mean, they would have to be, I mean, but I guess, I mean, certain trailer houses are better than other. Uh, in certain have, uh, they all have their specialties and I'm sure that they could find when it works. I just think that if there's anyone that would probably house, it would be this show really screw it all up. You know what I mean? Real, real quick, you're kind of uh, you're kind of it, it, it away to some trailer oh, okay. house that was trying to hit beats, you know, because it was just me. you know some still you've been up in one. Yeah, know if you wobble gun time, but besides that, um, I, I was fairly happy with it, um, and I, I I felt like it was realistic. That's the realistic struggle. It showed that that addiction, which is you know. That, that can be true. And I, it was frustrating. He had sympathy. Dogs, you know, it's averted the trope of him being this bastard. But it doesn't really still jive with me when you look at how he was so convinced it was him. He's a smart guy. Daughter wasn't handling this too nicely. You know what I mean? Like, whole thing. And then at the, this bombshell, it's like, how much credence does their word have or credibility? 
Yeah. Hey, Justin, you're breaking up on us, buddy. Hey, Justin, can you hear me? You're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear? Yeah, you're breaking up on us a little bit there, buddy. Yeah. But uh, you're, you're having, coming through a little bit. You're having some some uh, heavy distortion and, and, and packet loss. Looks like probably a delay <laughs> as well. Um, so real quick, we'll we'll jump into. Is, um, is it on my end or Axel? It's it's you, buddy. Okay. Okay. Um, so essentially, assuming that everyone else can hear us still, um, I'm actually not sure how we got talking about the tr- the trailer and the trailer team. But what I do want to discuss is. Um, the image in which um, I see some people in the, in the chat talking about the, the cracked open sky. If you look up Hacks Dogma on Twitter, my most recent post was that picture. Uh, it's super interesting. I mean, like, I, I saw it and I immediately called my wife and was like, oh my God, look at this. This is insane. <laughs> I heard that, everyone. I heard that. <laughs> it actually happened, yeah. Um, oh, here we go. It looks like Justin is pulling this up now. Let me see. It's kind of it's kind of zoomed in. Um, so while while he works on that, let's talk about some of. Can I talk a little bit about the relationship? What he was talking about about the relationship between MIB and his wife. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, I found it to be really interesting because I think that bringing in the aspect of addiction, which we know the story it, Logan shares that as well seeing their who their father was how how they must have grown up i thought that that showed a lot of depth on the part of westworld and i really i really felt something with their interaction i really was kind of pulled into their marriage and yeah and emily's involvement in it and how surprisingly throughout the, the these flashbacks she was siding with her father you Dude, know? so crazy. And yeah. I just, I really, I believed it. And that's why I would, was saying what Justin was kind of saying about how um, it was kind of thrust upon us. I feel like they did a good job of laying it out. I really did. Because oh, inside oh, I, of it, I, you sorry. saw. I, I just want to clarify. I don't oh. think that was thrust upon us. I think oh, that okay. it, when, when he talks in the first season about how the daughter dropped the news that it was his fault, I don't think that, I thought this was beautifully done. But this doesn't depict that type of situation. This depicted a situation where the MIB was clearly um, aware that she had been the one to easily disregard her mother. So a comment like that after the funeral, uh, yes, would be very hurtful. But there was obviously two sides of the coin for the MIB. I think what happened this episode was beautiful. I don't think it jibes with the backstory. See, I kind of felt like it did because I kind of feel like people's memories are inconsistent and I feel like our emotions are inconsistent and we are, um, you know, we create our own realities and our own stories, those that comfort us and give us the ability to soldier on and carry on. And I think that's the kind of vulnerability that I saw in uh, William, uh, Billy, which is, by the way, my actual name is is William, and I actually like being called Billy. So whenever they say that on the show, I'm always like, why doesn't he like being called Billy? But um, <laughs> I, because uh, I love it. I like to be called Billy. Um, Would you like to talk about it? We can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, generally speaking, I thought it lent a depth to it, actually. I, I enjoy inconsistency because I think it shows humanity. So in this aspect, I felt like 
gosh, I really, I, I really felt more emotion towards him than I had before. And imagining him as William, not MIB, like imagining the actor, the different actor, Jimmy Simpson going through a life where he was so devoted to this job and his wife had problems with alcohol and their daughter is between it and with the father and everything. I just see, see a, a dysfunctional family of the utmost level. And it was, uh, it was kind of gripping to me. I, I really, I got pulled in. Yeah. Inconsistency is consistent with real life people. I do agree. Uh, I just, <laughs> it, it, I'm not joking. It, it, that is true. You know what I mean? Um, I, I will say that it, another, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, I got to get away from like your, your conventional storytelling. Cause I forgot it's Nolan that again, writes like a few lines of dialogue here and there on like a hundred different sheets of paper and throws it to the writers in the room and makes them piece it together. Uh, but I do feel like it was weird that they kind of made us less sympathetic for a character right before they killed him. Uh, but again, that's kind of nice because the walking dead, you'll never know. And I don't watch it anymore. I, I got off it. I didn't have to go to some rehab for it. It was very easy. It's a bad show. Uh, but they, you know, would always have like some, you know, like red shirt guy or woman that you never heard of always in the background. They'd, they'd do one thing that you're like, oh, that person might be okay. And they're, oh shit, that person's about to die. Not even like a minute later dead. So, you know, that's kind of a cheap trick, but it is a, an odd way to go with it because if anything, I think we'd be left with less empathy for, for Emily after seeing the backstory. Correct. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, well, I don't know less. I, you empathy, don't have to hate her, but it didn't definitely I mean, did not make you like, like her more. I, I mean, it kind of did for me. I mean, I think that she was troubled. I think I like that, her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I felt like there was a depth to all of them that I didn't really see before. So I enjoyed that. Um, but I like I mean, what he, you said. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hacks. Oh, you're good. Buddy. Uh, so, so for me, it, it came down to, um, this for this relationship with Logan, right? And this was something that I talked about videos ago. I have no idea even when I first brought it up, but the idea that Logan would just, you know, be ousted from his company, his family business so willingly, and then not combat it, not cause issues with William and his, and his family. I mean, it's impossible. So I'm so relieved that they, that they went that route and, and kind of, you know, shown that, or, um, you know, showed us that Logan was still relative to the family and still did try to undermine William to his own family, you know, which is one of the things that kind of kind of pushed his sister into the, the mentality that she now has. And I, mean, I loved it. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was great. Absolutely. And it's consistent. I mean, I think we all figured that. I mean, because the only person that could have told her was Logan. Cause that was the one that was there. So, I mean that, but it was nice to hear it. And, and again, they're both addicts, addicts, trust me, flock to other addicts and they have that bond, uh, you know, uh, and, and again, he was probably not too happy obviously with William, but I, I just, from the backstory that we received, I imagined a all caring daughter, uh, that was there for her mother in the hard times when he was not, this showed me, yes, and I agreed that it can be realistic and all that. It's just, you know, it, it, it kind of, when he was telling the story, it made him, I guess, but it was the self-loathing in him that, that made him maybe give that story like that. But I, you know, uh, he was never there. And then at the funeral, his, his daughter finally told him it's his fault. Now we see that he was far more involved. Um, and he was there and she's like, well, send him away. She's like, well, you're, the, and he mentions, he's like, well, send her away like you did last time. 
you know, like in no way was she the innocent one in this. Nobody was guilty. But yeah, that that was kind of, you know, it's just different. It's a different take on it. Um, I mean, but but it shows a manipulation, right? It shows that. So it's like I feel I feel bad for the wife. I really do. I mean, she was she was used in all of this. She was used so that William could advance, whether, you know, whether it started off as love, whether anything like that, when William left the park and had in his mind that he was going to destroy Logan to take his position and he was going to get into the family, be the head honcho at the very end of this, he used that family. And so I feel bad for the wife. I mean, it's so good because it turns the daughter into in, into the beast in, in a little bit, right? Or in, in a way, I guess, because she's like, "Hey, you know, you need to you need to get help. This is an issue. This happened. You know, I mean, you know, Uncle Logan went through the same thing, and now you have an issue with addiction. It runs into the family. It's it's not a big deal, but it needs to be addressed." And the wife is like, "No, guys, I'm not crazy. I'm not you know addicted to anything. William is a bad person. Why does no one believe me?" And then. Of course, she sounds like a crazy person, right? Because from the daughter's perspective, she's not seeing what the wife sees. And so it, I, I don't know. I think I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's a beautiful, like it's beautifully told. Uh, I just think that it, it, it just was a switch on the narrative that we had before. I mean, I, I don't think that anybody could argue that that's what you imagined when he told the story around the campfire in season one. You, yeah. def- you definitely would just go to thinking that he was a bastard. The daughter was by the bedside. That doesn't mean it had to be the way. Um, uh, but we'll move on uh, with the whole situation of um, her her anger towards MIB it is very warranted because if you're part of a rich family, I guess your big hope is nobody's going to try to marry me to advance through the career. And the same thing that Logan did with William you know how he made fun of him right before he got set off on his horse naked. He was like, you were so happy to come in when I gave you that promotion and your cheap suit and all that. He's like, I gave it to you because you're not a threat to me. Um, you know, he, he, he was kind of pushed by that brother that she cares for so much um, to, to surpass him and, and become a more of a shark in the business world. But it's very interesting that, that, you know, cause obviously you don't want somebody to marry you for uh, business opportunities or for uh, purely fiscal reasons and his success, every one of his successes, cause she makes a, a little comment at that gala. She's like, Oh, they're all here for you and your achievements. You know what I mean? But it's all very passive aggressive. So every achievement he has, every promotion he has, all the money he brings in is just spitting in her face. Because she married somebody that she thought was for love, and it still could be. It doesn't have to be one or the other. But as he moved up the ladder, it was just more and more proof to her of something that she was probably afraid of for her whole life. Yeah. Somebody using her for that family connection. Yeah, that's that's a good point, too, in seeing the family that she came from. You know, also with her father being, it doesn't seem like a very nice dude. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> I disagree. He's such a good guy. No, I'm, I'm joking. You but, guys have um, been disagreeing a little bit, so I'm just disagreeing you know, in spite of it. <laughs> one, thing, one thing I was interested in, and I don't know if any of you had this thought as the conversation developed, I thought that she was going to say something about like what you're doing to my father or something. You know, I thought that perhaps when I saw this episode upcoming, my thought, uh, the trailer, my thoughts kind of were drawn to is she going to discover that her father chose this to go 
to do this experiment and that it's, it's being done to him over and over like this. Um, somehow she got wind of that. Maybe that's how Emily knew about it or something. And then when Emily said it, I thought, oh, maybe she knows about, it. but I guess that didn't come up, but I could see that having been a, uh, if that had come up, I would have thought that would be a point that she could kind of rely on. Yeah. Now, what is the card? The card exactly. Um, what are we dealing with there? I, I, I say it's just a it's a advanced USB. Yeah. That has what on it? That, that has his profile. Who yeah, he is? But can I like, what so, he's done? It, so his his profile defined as what the Delos Research Group yeah. profiled and categorized about him. Mm-hmm. Like God, I would like to read that. I always want to know what his qualifications are. Does it have his college on it or anything? Like well, it here's, here's, be... here's the thing. I'm about to I'm about to blow your minds with. So. That that exact screenshot is the very thing that we've that a lot of people have been pondering about what exactly Williams issue is with his verdict. If you recall, when he was speaking to Lawrence, he says that he was given a verdict and he disagrees with it. So in in the video discussing this, I I described that, you know, this this shows that there's an authoritative figure that's saying, no, you can't have access. You can't have access to the valley beyond potentially. And I really think this confirms it because if you look at the screenshot, and, and I wish I had it to, to show you. If you look it's at the here. screenshot, you you have it. Yeah, it's up. Oh no, that's the cro- That's the world opening. No, the yeah the which one do you want? The one so of- the this, <clears throat> the the cat where it says the category and then like his profile. Okay. Yeah. So so pull that up. But essentially, it, it's described or it, it's listed as a, a rare category, forty seven B or something like that, I believe. And it shows symptoms that he has, and it's bright red. And red is always associated with something negative, of course. So I believe that he one hundred percent was categorized, and this authoritative figure denied him access to the valley beyond because Ooh, because it would be too because he would be too volatile because you know a paranoid semi schizophrenic person would not be a good test subject in trying to get a host mind into a human body i mean just think about all the all the conditions that could interfere with just a baseline test you know he says that some people aren't meant to be aren't, aren't meant to live forever for some you. people so maybe he's he's inclu- maybe he is including himself in that some people I love that idea, Hacks. I think Dude, that's, that's, that's it, man. A dialogue because yeah. he says maybe even me. Maybe that's right after he found out. Yeah, and you maybe that's see, what drove him being so harsh in that moment. Know, and you know what? In in like what Justin was saying before about the kind of well, I guess in well instead of inconsistency, I'll say waves of his kind of backstory, emotional state. It would make sense that upon being rejected of a project that he built his life around and, and in his mind, perhaps sacrificed his own sanity and stability to create. And then it rejects him and he can't do it. That could send him down this, this road of wanting consequences of wanting this to end of what I I would, I would want to destroy the whole thing too. I mean, shit, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. Now, but the thing, when I saw that, and I think that, I think people are going to use that this week uh, leading up to this episode. If, if we ever find out what is in his arm to justify that he is a host, that that was actually his host profile. That was his kind of Valley beyond. And they were, and those readings were not in fact readings of a human, but readings of how his rejection state was. 
and perhaps he's being pulled back every couple days and he can't seem to stay stable and that's what his wife was seeing, I can see that theory or that idea being developed, though I'm not though I don't know that I agree with it. I just want to offer it as a alternative um to what you're describing, though hacks, I really do like that idea that he can't take advantage of this thing so he grows to hate it cuz he can't control it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, surely, surely, uh, Justin, are you, are you close to getting that image up? By the way, I'm I'm getting to it. Okay, good. Because uh, I, I do so, want to kind of describe it with with. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Yeah, I didn't. Ha- I yeah, thought you were talking about completely different screen shots. So, Did nah, you? you're good, brother. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. In my opinion, there there's no there's no better explanation to a verdict. And I mean, if this is something he created and ultimately the science behind it said, Hey, we really, we realistically can't put you into a body no matter what happens because you're too unstable. Isn't it like being denied to have you created? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's an, that's interesting. You know, I think we may have just essentially kind of- this yeah, you're losing you again. You're, you're heavily distorted again, Justin. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I, am I distorted? Yeah. Yes, sir. See, I can't leave this. All right, let me try to leave. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, as as he uh, works on that, and we can try to get that picture on the screen for you guys, um, some of the other takeaways is... Let me see here. So we've discussed Maeve, Ford. Oh, Ford, Ford. Dude, the scene between Maeve and Ford, that was another really touching scene for me. That was another scene that I was just like, why is no one talking about how emotional this is? Last episode was definitely emotional. It connected with a lot of people. But I felt like this episode, I'm just like, oh, my God, all my heartstrings, man. What's going on? You know? Yeah, I thought that that was fascinating because for him to say that Maeve was his child – yeah, that she was his favorite host. It it does really change kind of the idea that I always was the assumption I should say that I was under, which was that Ford had kind of he's such a weird character that he had almost adopted Dolores as his favorite because of Arnold and what had happened and he was in this kind of almost sadistic uh relationship with her. But to find out that all along Maeve was his choice and then for him to confirm what we, a lot of us thought at the end of last season, that she did in fact make that choice to get off and was confirmed by the creators of the show, right? Uh, Which is that she did make that choice. I I agree with you, Hacks. That was very emotional. And and the way he leaned down and kissed her forehead, it was quite touching. And for him to then make the correlation between Maeve's daughter and him, I just, I thought it was really, really touching. And I wonder if, you know, uh, there's always the theory that we're going to find out that all the original hosts were somehow based on people from Arnold and, and Ford's lives. Maybe Maeve was an old love of his that, that he never uh, connected with because he was addicted well, to his work. You know? make, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. If you think about it, if you have to literally have an artist design all these lifelike people that don't fall into the uncanny Valley, you're up shit's Creek. I mean, you can just scan a person 
You know what I mean? So whether they're connected or not, which connected would be a lot better for the story, uh, is not really something that has to be. It would just be better for the story. But for them not to just be scanning people from the real world, I I just don't imagine the logistics of that. You know what I mean? Having an artist try to draw. Have you seen a police sketch? (laughs) Nobody finds anybody from those. Just saying. Oh, in relation to how hard it would be to... to yeah, well, I just mean make in a spirit. Host. Okay. I yeah. just mean in spirit. I don't, you know, like you can scan you know, people, 3D scan yeah. like that. But I, you know, I just mean in the same way that Ford speaks about Arnold being a creation of art. You know, it would it would make sense that the original hosts that Arnold and Ford created before the park was even open were the most precious to them in some way and reflect you know, the most of them. I think it's just like they say when someone writes their first novel or makes their first film or album, it's always like the most personal one, you know what I mean? And then you're kind of mining the ideas thereafter. And uh, I just uh, thought that that, they don't ever need to address it as far as I'm concerned. It's just kind of an idea that was brought to me by this scene, which I thought was a really great scene. Yeah, and and actually speaking of... uh, Do you know what... Speaking of mapping humans, uh, there's actually this place that, that a buddy of mine went to. Um, I think it's in New York or maybe it was in Washington, D.C. But it was like this entire room in which you stood and you could like strike a pose or something. And it would 360 camera take a picture of you and then mold it in real time into a little action figure. And it was legitimately you in that exact moment. Craziest thing. It was super expensive. It was like... Uh, Oh, wow. God. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll find the pictures and post them on Twitter later, but it was like $90 for a little six-inch copy of yourself or something like that. I'm okay yeah, but that. it was interesting. I mean, the- <laughs> uh, Justin, let me see. Are you back with us? Yeah, we got a little echo. Yeah, I, I've just connected it through my iPad, and then I will be uh, – because I have to – keep the stream going i'm gonna leave it on my computer and come back and the call because that's how you fix uh this bullshit with the audio you have to leave it but if i leave i just on my ipad really yeah. quick okay so i'll be right back cool well, interesting it works um so can i bring see. up something hacks that we that was in an earlier scene i believe that we went over it already which was when um when i don't know if we got there yet when dolores and teddy fight um ghost nation did we did we get that far in our uh, I, I think maybe we touched on it briefly but okay do yeah. you do you feel like when teddy couldn't shoot that ghost nation guy when he oh, yeah. li- do you feel like Maeve was working through the Ghost Nation guy to control Teddy? That's the f- that's kind of the thought I got. I don't know what kind of kind of theory, kind of thoughts you had on it. You know that that is really interesting because like Dolores kind of took her steps because he wasn't the faithful, you know, person that he should have been. He wasn't the best person that could be helping him on the path to getting her out of the park. Um, I, I think that. Oh, maybe that's at a point where Ford kind of Maeve went in there and made Teddy do that. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I don't want to go too down down too many. It's, roads, defi- it's definitely possible, right? Because like yeah. I mean, it, it leaves it it leaves it open that Maeve now has access to all hosts yeah. and could execute things like this. But I just I don't know why. 
And, and that's, I think, the exact same thing. Like, if it is Teddy's genuine action and he has broken the code in which Dolores took steps to ensure that he can't break and he still does, then it kind of lessens the fact that she took those steps to begin with. But if it is just Maeve or Ford's interaction through the mesh network, it also kind of takes something away from it because free will. And if everyone's so obsessed with free will and, ha- and having your own choice, then why is everyone so willing to sacrifice other people's choices? So, um, I think that overall it was probably his choice, but I don't know why. Like, I mean, maybe it was just the thing in which he... Well, they do bring up the whole issue of, like I was talking about in the pre-show, about the, you know, do the ends... Do the means meet the end, you know what I mean? Ends meet the mean. I don't know. Why do I keep getting that backwards? Uh, <laughs> they do actually say that. Yeah, well, so... You know what I mean? Like, they do bring that up, like... Yeah, so I, I like I think it all ties into you know this was his first step in going, you know, in the scene with Dolores and Teddy where he he's understanding that he doesn't need to kill everybody. Not everybody needs to die. The idea that people aren't worthy is something that the Ghost Nation believe in. Or um, oh no, I guess they also quote what she says that she wasn't worthy, right? Do you, do, you, do you remember that, anybody? What was I that? don't. Who wasn't worthy? That Dolores, when like it was always Dolores saying that you guys aren't worthy and, and executing someone at point blank range. But I believe when Dolores first wrote, rides up, she stopped by the Ghost Nation and they say, you know, Deathbringer, you're not permitted access. You're not worthy to, to enter the Valley Beyond. I, 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 don't, I don't think, think they denied her worthy. and I could be wrong. I think she denied them. No, they I mean, did. They, they both yeah. said it, but I don't know if it was if it was in the same. Uh, I think Haxu may be trying to frame them using it in kind of the same way Dolores did, and I, I think that was just because of their own uh, interpretation of what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree, and I definitely think that the Ghost Nation is wrong. Um, I, I think we talked about this before, but they're going to get there and. And uh, and it's not going to be it's not the entrance to the new world. And also, here's the line: it says the valley beyond is not meant for you. Is for, coming from Akichita's um, okay, yeah. best friend guy there. Um, so, but what motivation does Ford have? If it, it seems to be very pure for Akichita, if if he's sending him to his death. I mean, this is is that's Ford's boy. That that's who he's trying to have the people lead there. So is that you're implying that Ford's lead, leading them to a trap. I mean, if, so, if you think, so here's the thing at a base level, it doesn't make sense to establish two individual parties that would be yeah. warring. If your plan is to get hosts out of the park against humans that are now trying to stop them, the best way to do it is have everyone work together for whatever reason and I, for whatever I, plan to get them out. I agree, so, but I want to bring, this but up she's because... the distraction. Dolores is the distraction. I think that Ford does honestly feel that Dolores is disposable. I, I think I kind certainly, of agree certainly. with just what I started to feel when I looked back also at the scene when Bernard, when Bernard first realizes that Ford is inside of him and he says to Elsie, um, you know, the Valley Beyond, it's a secret facility. Uh, we have to get there before the humans and before Dolores. And then he says it again here. We have to get there before it's used. Right. And I think that in a way, 
I started to believe that perhaps Ford, one of the reasons he took over Bernard was because he felt like he had to kind of maybe course correct Dolores. Maybe he made a mistake when he merged Wyatt and Dolores together and that she was on the wrong road here and that he had to keep intervening and and he does need to now he is in a, in a sense oppos, in opposition to Dolores at this point like she's gotten out of control yeah, she is Frankenstein's and that makes monster. sense too for what happened with Teddy since he he needs her as a distraction but if he did want to save her he can't have her be successful because i i just can't buy into a Kichita being a pawn for Ford to go and get fucked because then again you're messing with the whole narrative the whole narrative wow. we just been revealed that that his intentions are pure for him so to be leading him some type of track dolores is clearly the distraction and i think taking teddy away from dolores kind of cuts her off at the legs and might make her which is like i'm going to share something really yeah. quick have you guys seen i everybody goes to alice in wonderland which of course is a direct um you know uh influence for dolores but right here this is from andrew uh wyatt so uh ironically who this is what dolores is based off this painting uh and this is uh not only drawn about this this woman had polio and she would always crawl out uh to this field and try to get back to her homestead which is kind of like abernathy ranch and this the, the even more meta thing about this is that she's trying to get back home but also this picture is half drawn uh using this woman that uh, sadly had polio, but the other uh, half of, I, I believe it's her arms and hands are the hands of his wife. So it, it's a mixture of two people being depicted as well as here, but this is about this woman that her legs are, you know, not working for it. And she just wants nothing but to get home. So I think that, you know, it fits in with the narrative as well, that he's kind of got to chop her legs off. He needed her to be a monster for a while, but now he's got to shut that monster down. Cause I mean, are we just going to go with their screwing the ghost nation? I just, I, I still feel that everyone's a pawn. I still feel that every single person is a pawn. I mean, it, it may be legitimately that, that Akichita came to consciousness naturally and, and was, or was not protected by Ford in some kind of way to, to avoid detection. But after that, Afterwards, after they had that interaction, he was 100% influenced uh, and, and and used Ghost Nation, whether Akichita knew about it or not. I mean, the fact that Stubbs was protected by Ghost Nation after Ford kind of looks directly at him and says, hey, we can automate some of the security features of the park. Next time we see Stubbs, he's protected from the, you know, Terminator Dolores going off in the in the bunker or er, in the uh, town. Ford's influence. Oh, I, I'm all sorry. Over the place. We have a special guest. Uh, oh no, I didn't. Want, I didn't want to interrupt you guys. I was enjoying listening and learning and hanging out and so, uh, guys. I just wanted you were to learning. I was learning. I, I learned. I was drinking and learning. I drink and I learn things. But I, I just wanted to pop <laughs> in and say hi to you guys and show you guys some love and uh, and say what a what a bloody awesome episode. It was Dude, a great what, a, what an like awesome it? episode, man. I mean, man, we're everybody's changing their tone. I didn't care for it as much. Uh, but hey, that's me. So uh, I, 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 I'm here for people to disagree with. Uh, Phil, if, if you guys aren't familiar, go subscribe to his channel and then I'll let you continue. Phil is my inspiration for live streaming. Oh, no, no, stop Phil with that. Is, no, 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 no. It's mine. I, 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 will, I will kiss your ass on it or not. You entertain, my friend. You just uh, don't look at a camera and spit facts. You don't sit there and just give a synopsis. 
you give some feeling to it. You know, I think you know why I do that because I don't actually know any facts. So, but I, but I do appreciate it. Don't tell me. No, no, no. But, uh, but this is what I liked about this episode. I like that this show keeps giving you answers while asking more questions. And even if you don't necessarily always like the means in which it brings it to you, it's constantly cycling that through. So it never gets too stagnant with the information it gives you. And I like that we got the backstory of the men in black. I didn't love the wife's act in it but i like a lot of that and i enjoy the aspect of the progression of the teddy story doing something that it took a long a lot longer for jamie lannister to do so i appreciate that but uh but i don't know i, I don't want to bother and interrupt you guys' flow too much i just wanted to stop in and we we did a little crossover earlier in the season and i wanted to make sure i popped in one more time and say send you guys some love and uh and can't wait i can't believe next week's episode is the finale that's and, it dude uh, Hopefully, hopefully, Justin, it will, yeah. it will it will give you what you want next week. But uh, but uh, did you like last week's episode better? Was was that more your speed? Like more of a oh, much better. Because I'm a firm believer in if that 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 goes along with the theme. If it's all fun to keep having people be chess pieces. But if you don't start establishing antagonists in people's true motivations to a point, if you keep just, oh, no, that was all bullshit about Ghost Nation. Now, see, that just, it goes, and it blows up how not have all day. And if we just keep taking it away to make sense of one episode at a time, you're, you're only looking two feet ahead. No, very, not very. Not for the long game. So, yes, I didn't, I didn't. You know, but obviously, I'm, I'm here. I got in car accident yesterday. I'm talking about it. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not hard wicking anything, especially now. Uh, you know, you, you don't do that. No, no, Justin, we're having some uh, we're having some distortion. Uh, Phil, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for stopping by, man. It's awesome. And, and, and what did you think of this episode? No, I, I I enjoyed it. This is more the type of speed I liked last episode. And I think the texture in the world building of last week's episode in in the last couple of episodes really makes payoff episodes like this even better. Justin, oh, yeah. I hope you're all right uh, from a car accident, but I abs I love getting the more. I just think uh, Ed Harris's performance in this episode is so spectacular to show all those emotions and also the, all the frustration. Uh, Hacks, do you view this as the man in black being a host? Do you get that information? Or do you think maybe he's using a host version of himself in the real world and he's keeping his real self in Westworld? What's your take on all of that? Oh, dude, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting, man. Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, okay. <laughs> if you guys can hear me. The host decision. Uh, okay, one second, just one second. Um, so for, for me, it's um, no, he can't be a host. It, I mean, so the the reader on the back of the neck kind of kind of goes to that. But the fact that Emily wasn't shown and her results weren't shown maybe leads to her being a host. And, and you know, it's not shown that she that he feels for a pulse or anything like that. But I really think that the fact that we didn't see the results of that scan says something. And I think that for her character to, to to die in the way that she did kind of, 
I mean, it was very impactful, but it was very soon. And, and the idea that she has more to give and more to contribute and more to dish out to her own father, I think still exists. So I think that he is probably human and what he's doing to his arm is like, you know, the mental, yep. you know, the, the mind trying to come to terms with itself. Hey, am I a host? Am I being programmed to believe that I'm a human? You know, he's really confused. Ultimately is what it comes oh, down. Yeah. Yeah. He's so confused with his, uh, his journey. He's like, what have I done? I, I've blended the lines. I don't even know if I can trust anything in the real world anymore. And it's all my fault. Do you think uh, Hacks, uh, by the way, hello, Phil. I don't think we've ever spoken before. So no, we haven't. It's very, very good to meet you. And I'm going to step up pretty soon, but uh, I'll, I'll stick around for a little bit. But uh, it's definitely awesome to meet you as well. And thank you guys for having me. And thank you to Justin for being awesome. And thank you to everyone in the live chat on both sides that are watching this silliness. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say Thank is, you. And thank you, everybody who's watching. Yeah, definitely. I, what I was going to say, Hacks, is um, about emily being a host or not um it made me think i i was thinking she was but i was still shook when because it looked it did look like she had like a little bump on her arm or something when he rolled her sleeve up but i don't know there'll be screenshots uh, all over the internet of that i'm sure tomorrow uh or actually right now um but maybe it made me think of your kind of third party theory and that she wasn't from ford he was right that she was a host, but she was sent by like Hale or something, like a third party to try to get that, uh, maybe maybe get information from him, or maybe they thought he had a key or something of that nature. So that was just an idea that I had. Sorry, I think that's I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down for a good third party. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll let you okay, wife know. my friends. I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great rest of your show and lots of love for the series finale next week. Talk to you guys Take soon. Care me. Take care. Hey, peace out, brother. Thank you. Oh, good guy. Um, so you can hear me or not? Yeah, Justin, man, you're you're uh, still having some issues on this end. Um, so I think. What else do we have to cover? Um, so the interactions between Akichita's forces and Dolores, I believe we finished covering that. I think so. I think we can move it on. Yeah. So I want to say we don't really have too much more to cover. Um, the jewelry box was interesting. The fact that it wasn't destroyed as, as the daughter thought, um, is interesting, but at the same time, we're now hearing about it from the past in which the mother puts this key card into this box, closes the box, and assumingly, that's how the daughter finds it, right? Because, I mean, he, she has to know about her father. And ha- there has to be some interaction between the moment that her mother died and the funeral. Because what we know from the funeral is that at the funeral, the daughter blamed the father, yeah, and yeah. in the in the moment, I mean, looking at at the involvement of the daughter and everything that they went through, I don't think it, it it displays that that interaction like that that would happen naturally unless she discovered that key card and and learned who her father really was. Yeah. So it makes it does make sense because she is the one who brought up the box when she was talking to him. So yeah. it would make sense that thus she's bringing it up because she wanted to tell a little story, but also hint hint. That's where I found all this information, you know, and that she now, 
but what you say, uh, I, when you say between that and the funeral, I start thinking about between the funeral and now and what the information that she found on that card, what else did it have? Where, what other roads did it lead her down? What was her position within the company? She seems to be a philanthropist and his comp, you know, she's, he, he's helping her with it, but perhaps, you know, like, you know, if that really is her and now she's dead, uh, she was, had, had a journey that, you know, we may never see. What a, what a tragic, if man, if she is real, God, it's so tragic. On man. Father's Day too, you know what I'm saying? Here, I had a so, great day with my son. Yeah. And I'm like, let me watch a show where a guy kills his kid. Happy uh, Father's Day, man. Hey, Happy Father's Day, Axel. By the way. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. And here I was just uh, didn't that, isn't that Marvin? Isn't that the story of isn't that how Marvin Gaye died? Didn't his father kill him on Father's Day? Oh my God, did he really? I th- maybe I'm wrong. I know his father shot him, but I thought it was on Father's Day. Oh, All right. Man. Well, let's get more depressed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying uh, so, to think I, myself what else that what else we kind of didn't hit upon. Oh, do you? Th- I had a question for you. Testing. Do you think that? Oh, oh, we can hear you, Justin. Do you want to try it out again? Oh, now he froze. Um, do you think that that barn that they were in is the entrance? I was waiting for like some kind of elevator to come up over that barn. Did you get that oh, impression? Oh, that, that Dolores and Teddy were in? Yeah, because I end? think that whole thing, I think they're in the valley and that's going to get flooded. And that's why Teddy's body is there maybe, unless she puts it on a horse. But I, my thought yeah. was it just seemed to me that they were kind of, you know, coming to the end of where, when she was like, she wasn't like, let's go get back on the horse. She was kind of like, let's do it. And he was like, I'm taking in the splendor, you know? So I, it occurred to me that perhaps that exact old barn was the entrance to this valley beyond which we saw in the last episode which is kind of goes down into the ground which i can't wait i was hoping that they'd get go into it you know yeah so so for me a lot of stuff this episode and am i clear yeah you're a little clear yeah you sound a little bit better all right thank you um yeah so for me go ahead Okay, I'll go. I, um, I, I'm just wondering if what you were just talking about it was that what made Teddy decide to do this. What was the turning point? Uh, I, I take it as he was turned into this monster for Dolores to get him there, and now like Axel was just saying, they're about to be there. So it's kind of like you know a, a little bit of uh, I you know he decides that she's the reason why he can't be there. Mm. Because, you know, he just isn't going to deal with what she did to him because he can't live like took it. pain for what she did. She would do anything to get him there, meaning change who he was. So it wasn't really him ever getting well, there. I so I found that very interesting because it, it did look like they're at the threshold. So I think yeah. it's kind of poetic. I, I think there's also the point to be made that he just in the same way that they're talking about the hybrids not taking, you know, like they can't accept their reality that Teddy is like what, eight, nine days from finding out that he is a host. You know what I like? I, that's what I'm saying. Like inside this, and it's just like when we watch television, we expect or films, people expect people to act like people do. Well, people again yeah. are irrational, and Teddy is in a very extremely stressful situation here. So I think the action that he took, being as though his life 
previously was one of complete violence, it does make sense to me. What did you? And, what were you going to say, Hacks? Yeah. So the other thing with that is like, you know, we're going to see humans questioning their their humanity, and we're also going to see hosts questioning um, whatever the equivalent is. <laughs> um, so I, I bring that up because it's the same exact test. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same exact. Am I a host? Oh my god, I'm a host. And with hosts, it's even more of a even more of a shock because it can be proved to them. So the fact that we're not seeing that that Teddy took it as well as he did is interesting. Um, so I mean, learning that he was a host, being changed by you know Dolores for for her good, you know her his who. He, what makes him him no longer existing or existing and then heavily altered, it's going to lead hosts in the long run to really question that exact thing. Like, am I the story that I was given? Well, yes, because ultimately at the end of the day, if, if they're all just blank slates, then what does that mean? I mean, can they walk? Can they talk? Do they interact in certain ways? Even those interactions and how they would interact in certain things – would be programmed. So they would always have an influence. They would always be tainted and never have a genuine personality. So would we, so do we though, we are all tainted by our circumstance, by the way we were raised by, you know, I mean, you know, it's all about predestination. It's the question of, do we true? I mean, there are people that don't believe we have free will. Sure, Um, sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? So I think that it's bringing up that. And I think that Teddy kind of in a way stage, because what my issue with this is it, I, I don't, you know, I mean, it's it's a discussion, so nobody has to agree. But you know, his actions were were very much in line, you know, with whatever Dolores needed him to do. And now, once they're done, I mean, look, he just uh, beat uh, what's his name to death with his fist uh, uh, two episodes ago, and um, he killed everybody for Dolores and protected him, um, uh, to protected her through and through, even in this episode. And I think that that was the true Teddy shining through because he does love Dolores, but he realizes that he is not who he is anymore. And so he's like, he, he did the last thing that he could do as Teddy. That was protect her even after what she did to him, but he's not going to continue on living that way. That's, you know, his free will, you know, she turned him into a monster and he wanted her to still get to where she needed to go, but he's not going to go with her because he doesn't feel like that's really you know, it, he's not himself anymore. Uh, that's the way I took it. Um, but I didn't see, cause there was no change in circumstance. He was shooting people last week, this week, two days ago, that day. And then, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. There, there was nothing. She didn't ask him to do anything more cruel or anything like that. So I, I just take it as he carried out his mission, because even if he is obviously not too happy with how she was so heavy handed about changing him, it, it, it showed him that he's still going to try to look like, you know, he's got some chivalry, but also he's going to stick to his guns and try to be true to himself and realize that I'm not just here for her to make me whatever she needs me to be. I'll get her there because I do love her, but I, I can't live on being something I'm not. Uh, that's that's how I took it, uh, because there's no drastic change in circumstance for either of these stats. That's just my take. I mean, it's it's a buildup, though. And I mean, we can we can sit here and, and argue what what caused Teddy to kill himself. But at the end of the day, it comes down to. Teddy. Teddy's identity is is messed with, is altered, is now controlled by Dolores. And if he understands what free will is, assuming that he does 
then he understands that the love of his life has now manipulated him and has now taken that free will from him and turned him into a monster. So, I mean, I think that's all it comes down to. Um, but with that, I think we wrap up. I think we wrap up every major detail in in the episode. Justin, Axel, can you think of anything in particular? No, I think that we did well, a good job of talking about everything. Yeah, sorry for the technical difficulties, guys. My life has uh, been hell the last three days. But, uh, I mean, I, I, I think maybe we should bring up the screenshot of this world seemingly to split. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's going to be the do screenshot want, of the week. Want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, by all means. That's the screenshot. I don't know what. I don't know. I, I, I'm such a I'm such a trailer um, like denier that I always think that it's some kind like it could. It's a dream. They're just showing us a quick dream sequence. You know what I mean? Like, but that is kind of. I, I haven't seen it live yet, but uh, I'm interested to watch. Now I'm going to have. Usually, I don't watch a trailer until we record the Westworld Theory Cast on Tuesday nights. And then sometimes, uh, well, I guess a couple times we watched the trailer live while we were recording, but um, that that did look pretty uh, pretty yeah. weird. So, so it's a, it, um, Justin, you want to pull up the screenshot? Yeah, I think he's trying to. It, it's coming. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so essentially, what I believe it's showing us is that that is the door to the new world. Um, and I mean, if you look through, if you watch it into, uh, you, you know, by yourself at home, you can kind of see it in three different clips. And what we see is, I mean, it looks like an extended mountain range. It looks like it's an exact copy. It kind of looks like they're going into a new dimension, mm. but I just don't Uh-oh. think it's going to be that. Strikes me. You know what it strikes I remember me. a guy talking about that. It, it, um, let me could see. it be, could it be uh-huh. similar to something like this? When we first saw William enter the park, he got onto that train, right? Like they, they open, he opened a door on a moving train, right? So he was, it was kind of like easing the transition into the world. Like by cre by creating a contradiction, it prepared his mind for the world he was entering, which is contradictory with hosts and humans. So, when I, I'm just spitballing this as I'm thinking about it, but it, could it be that that is kind of the way the consciousness enters this this new cradle, this replica of the world where these where these um, digital representations of the guest consciousness will live? So you know, I know that everyone's going to say now, oh, the whole thing's a virtual reality. But for me, I'm going to go on that, that this is actually a representation of a consciousness entering this new type of cradle to kind of throw that same sort of um, uh, contradiction into their minds as we see it brought up. Thank you, Justin. We can see it right now. And yeah, it does. I mean, it looks like it looks like we're going to see a kind of, um, you know, like slow, like almost water like peel on either side and somewhere new is going to be shown. And it also looks as though the foreground is almost sepia, whereas we're peeking through to real colors, you know, so there's an actual visual representation of this as well. 
Yeah. It yeah, looks- and I brought this up in the pre-stream about how if Maeve's powers can control the the host, then then why? And this is made of code, so she's controlling code. Why wouldn't she be able to manipulate even the oh, the, the very physics of this nice. world? Or, or I mean, she could I, manipulate I, 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 I don't think it's any more clear. I don't know if it's any more clear. It's right behind Maeve's head. Yeah, but she be, is but, able to. Yeah, just she's in, mastering the world. In the same respect, I think Hax is saying the same thing. I am sorry if I just heard a bit of what you said, but it could also be that she is affecting their vision, right? Like this is fake. So I don't their know, perception. A, yeah, yeah. It's it's a trailer. So I'm trying to, you know, I don't. I always think they're trying to kind of trick us in some way, and it's out of context. I agree. But, yeah, I think that. It is pretty interesting that it might might just be the illusion of it. Um, it, in my opinion, though, it's what it reminds me of. And I was actually gonna. So it, it, in my last video, I put in a little funny clip about this entire thing being the Truman Show, um, and and uh, the scene in which the light falls from the from the sky. If you compare that to the one of the clips from the trailer, it actually shows a beam going straight up. So I was like, Oh man, what if that's like, <laughs> what if that's like the light falling out of the sky? And now, you know, just the, the white light is coming out from the outside. And so I don't know why, but this scene kind of reminds me of the light falling in the Truman show. Um, what? You yeah, have the, yeah. the title, the vanishing point linear perspective, which is creating a 3d world on a 2d, uh, you know, plateau. So this could definitely hint to a, like I was talking about, uh, Bernaleski with the shell within a shell. This is a shell within a shell. We could, you know, um, it, 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 I don't know if she's going to go full Neo. That could, that's maybe a little out there, but I mean, it, it does look like the symbolisms there for that's coming from Maeve. Um, yeah, she's, 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 I don't see why she wouldn't be able to gain control over stuff they didn't think she'd be able to before with the host and then not mess with with the actual physics of this world, especially if they say everything is code. If everything's code, you're a hack or you know about hacking. I want to out you uh, hacks. Uh, you you could get in there and change some stuff up. I mean, let's be real. I mean, if it's all code, what you're telling me that you can't change the landscape in Skyrim and give me less cloudy skies. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's not, but they're still they're still assumingly on Earth. They can't change the physics in which you just remove gravity with what we know about it so far. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm also not saying it's impossible that this entire series ends with William taking off a VR head or an Oculus Rift headset yep. and just yeah. staring at the camera until <laughs> you know Always Sunny in Philadelphia music starts playing. I swear that could still happen. Like, um, well, yeah, he's in a coil. Yeah. Um, yeah, so exactly, yeah. exactly. No, I agree. I, I I think that you know, and I have been seeing more and more, and it's not just to toot my own horn, but I, I do think that the the non material world is going to fit into this. That it's a logical step. Uh, it, it I've been seeing that a lot in in comments and people going there. Yeah. And I'll wait. Uh, I did go ahead and uh, purchase my my book. Uh, my my quantum glory, heaven invading earth, is very interesting, and it talks about these concepts of uh, you know. Uh, different realities and the non, uh, you know, material material world uh, merging with, and I think that this would be something Nolan. Would, we don't know. You're right. I mean, we see a th- a little map, and we see them talking about transferring home. If we're, uh, you know, I mean, we have nothing to go off of. We have nothing to say that it is or it isn't. You know, it, it's the uh, 
the lack of proof doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It, it doesn't mean it does. So um, I, I don't know. This is heavy symbolism, but I mean, I, I love how you, uh, Axel, are such a trailer. Did you have a bad experience with a trailer house? Because I know you work in production. <laughs> no. Did you write a really good film? And then it was like, Will meets a guy uh, and this movie sucks. No, and the trailer house no, just like, you know, fucked you over. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just a, uh, I'm just. Oop, there's a kid there. I'm just Language. a proponent. This is my son. <laughs> I, I, that, I that's get... snuck up on me. Don't put yeah, that on me. Sorry. Happy Father's Day. So everyone gets this see my my boy Lachlan but um no I'm just a proponent of being realistic about uh the production about how a production works you know I think often people get caught up on things like continuity and as an editor you don't edit for continuity you edit for story so you leave in when a glass changes hands you leave in when a person goes script supervisor monitors that yeah yeah, i'm yeah i mean there's on set and continuity people but when you're actually putting it together there's everything has mistakes so that's why i mention it but i do just want to tell you guys i do have to uh i gotta i gotta jet out here at this point the little guy has woken up and we've had a we're wrapping up so can i just give my uh should i just give my goodbyes yeah, yeah, that's fine, man. Okay. Yeah, well, I'd like to say thank you. Yeah, I'd oh. like to say thank you, and thank you to your uh, tell your son to say thank you for letting his dad uh, spend some time with us. We're uh, to have our his superstar be our superstar. <laughs> it's highly appreciated, and you will be back for the finale. Uh, we will change uh, whose internet it's running off of since North Carolina is not reliable for anything. Uh, no, yeah, uh, thank you so much, and go ahead. We've I, I sent some people your way. I believe you uh, busted the 100 channel that uh, you don't really use. So you're about to start posting stuff on there, which is great. So, you. Um, you know, be on the lookout for that. And all your information it is in the actual. Uh, it, but yes, go ahead. Shamelessly plug away, my friend. Well, I just want to thank both you uh, and Hacks uh, for having me on this evening. I want to thank everyone in the chat. Um, you know, this is, this is a great experience. You can check us out at dvrpodcast.com, Westworld Theorycast. And for those of you who have been asking about the painting behind me, that is uh, my friend Lou uh, Ludwig Anton did this painting. Actually, I used to work at a store called World of Video, and uh, our owner would have a artist on staff to draw new movies that were coming out. So this is Firefly. That is... Uh, you can see back there that he did a nice Love little, firefly. Yeah. He, uh, he, that hung in the window on uh, Greenwich Avenue in Manhattan for uh, about a year or so before I got to take it home. But thanks again, everyone for having me on Lachlan. Do you want to say hello? Lachlan says hello, and uh, this is it's a great Father's Day to be able to also share with everyone in this community. So thank you very much. Thank you all, and I bid you adieu. Peace out, brother. Take care. All right. Mwah. Love you, buddy. That was fun. You got to be on the I podcast. Want, I want to stay a little more. You want to stay up and see mommy? Okay, no, cool. I'll see you in I the living room. No, but I want. Can we watch some uh, house hunters? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. And uh, for everyone listening on the Westworld Theory Cast, thank you so much. That was a. A great time to be able to be with Justin and Hacks, and I will be on with them next week. So go ahead, go to the Justin uh, Thomas show and subscribe to his show before the dust settles. And uh, you can catch us once again, Westworld Theorycast, DVRpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.